of everybody so rather than doing a reaction to a video we're going to do a reaction to a topic that's probably near and dear to a lot of your heart we're going to talk about acl hop testing post surgery and the reason that we're going to talk about this is the whole notion in my opinion of at 12 weeks doing hop testing it just seems crazy it seems dangerous and it doesn't really seem like it puts <clears throat> the athletes in a good position simply because they have not been doing anything and, and not that they haven't been doing anything but they haven't been doing any hopping or any plyos or anything that is applicable we're going to go to the literature with this and the first thing that i'm going to talk about is this article right over here the evolution of functional recovery using hop test assessment after acl reconstruction i have requested the full text from the authors this was published in may of 2020 right before COVID and <clears throat> in the beginning of it, I've been able to get the abstract, but I've not been able to get the full text. But in the abstract, it talks about hop testing for single and triple hop between 12 and 52 weeks after ACL ligament reconstruction. And then when we zoom it in again, all right, that's when we talk about testing at 12 weeks, 16, 22, 26, 39, 52. Now, first off, it's every four weeks up until 26. Divide that by four, typically that's how many weeks or in a month, so you're talking about up to six months. I don't personally agree with not testing it every four weeks after that, and the former athletic trainer that I work with at Towson, he and I, we would test more frequently than that. But let's zoom in on the first one, the one at 12 weeks and even 16, because you're talking less than three months after surgery and the reason i bring this up is for another research article here this one is more recent so from 2022 this one is titled deficits in dynamic balance and hot performance following acl reconstruction are not dependent on meniscal injury history so these authors i was able to get this full text and within the rehab protocol phases what it says in the rehab protocol is the athlete's rehab generally progressed through four phases. A copy of the protocol is included as supplemental material. Now I have requested the supplemental material because the protocol was not in it. Anyways, in phase one, it says it focused on controlling swelling, effusion, increasing knee motion, maintaining patellar mobility, facilitating quad activation, strength, and progressing weight bearing. So that's phase one. Phase two is regaining full knee range of motion, improving quadriceps, hamstring strength, normalizing gait, promoting knee control during functional tasks. I think that word functional is just completely overused and bastardized. General lower body strengthening and aerobic conditioning. Phase three, focus on more advanced strengthening and conditioning, initiation of progression of running, jumping, and cutting and sport-related training. Phase four, focused on more advanced strengthening and training to promote sport-specific skill. Now, the reason I bring this up is anybody that's been and worked with an athlete or anybody that's had an ACL surgery, phase one lasts longer than four weeks. Same with phase two and phase three here. So if phase three happens to be only four weeks, all right, and all this only took four weeks for each of them, by the end of that 12 weeks, yeah, it makes sense for them to start doing single leg hopping. And for purposes of this, we're gonna go with hopping being single leg takeoff to same single leg land. 
quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Well, from phase one and two and three, and this is something that Jason Avitason and I have been going back and forth about, and I'll link to his episode down below, but something that he and I were talking about is the fact that it's just neurological relearning, motor learning, when Alex Natera has talked about that a lot, inside the network, so members, make sure you check that one out, but if that's what you're doing the first 12 weeks, the notion that you should then go and take off on a single leg in 12 weeks is just crazy to me because nobody is advocating at 12 weeks you go run but a lot of I think athletic trainers and maybe physical therapists doctors surgeons they don't understand that a single leg hop is a for the amount of ground reaction forces when you take off and land on that single leg because you're not even letting them land on a double leg I don't know I just think that there's got to be a better way to assess single leg strength. And maybe that's where needing to introduce isometric mid-thigh pulls. Whether you're using the device from Vald or anything from Exergo or other, if you've got something that's native to you in your school, maybe that's what you should be using instead. But I just don't understand why single and triple hopping too, right? Nobody would want you to go and sprint, like I said, but I'll never forget when I first educated Kyle on he's yeah they can't do any plyos but they can run and I was like Kyle you understand that running is a form of plyometrics because it's the ground reaction forces the stretch shortening cycle the fact that there's a eccentric shortened isometric and a concentric like all of that and he goes man I never thought about it like that so I really hope that this is doing the same exact thing just because what are you really going to get from that testing data at 12 weeks anyways but nothing that is going to get done at 12 weeks is going to make a practitioner be like, you know what, you're so far ahead of the game, just let's take off. I think it just maybe allows people to prove like, oh, look, we got you better, but there's got to be better lower hanging fruit ways to show progress to the athlete and to cause less harm. Because remember, that's what I'm talking about this for. I'm not talking about this for my own fruition. I'm talking about the fact that you have a kid who, again, according to the literature and anybody that's actually done it, like it says right here from this 2022 study, phase one is controlling of swelling, effusion, increasing the knee motion, because remember, they just got cut up. Chances are it either came from the patella tendon of them, hamstring from them, or a cadaver, massive surgery, and you trying to get the patella to move again, knee motion, getting quad and hamstring strength, and then essentially out of nowhere to the body, like you're just reintroducing gait and walking. And then it's like, yeah, go ahead and just stand on a single leg, take off. I think we've progressed with how surgeries are done for the ACL. And no, I'm not think, I know it has. Let's let the testing kind of update with that. So I'm gonna send this to any of my athletic trainer friends, physical therapist friends, so Kyle and Derek, I'm gonna send it to you. Send it to your other friends and let's get this conversation going. Let's have this be the first of many conversations. And if anything, let's do a cheeky midweeky on it where Jason, I'm gonna send it to you. Let's see if we can get more and more people talking about this. Put something down in the comments. Guide me, let's guide this together because remember, we're here to serve the athletes. Let's not do things that can put them at a really high risk of injury. Like how awful would it be if somebody actually hurt themselves doing a single leg takeoff, single leg land in 12 weeks. I don't think it's very common, but 
again, like just why do it if there's no need? Because if you're gonna do that, then imagine having them sprint. It just, it doesn't add up. So let's continue this conversation. Let's make this thing go further. But remember, we're here for the athletes. So talk with y'all later.